Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we hear from a President's panel discussion on the future of farming. It's from a virtual event during Canada's Farm Show earlier this month. We have an outlook on interest rates from an Ag in Motion webinar. Real Agriculture looks at an update on the cattle markets. We hear from senior climatologist David Phillips about the heat wave blasting Western Canada and the outstanding young farmer couple is from Belgoni, east of Regina. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazink Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The future of farming was among the topics of a President's panel in a virtual format at Canada's Farm Show this month. All four discussed the question around competition or collaboration for farming. Viterra President Kyle Jaworski says competition is strong from places like Ukraine, Russia, Argentina and Brazil, so there must be some local collaboration. Very large uh, producing countries that are making significant investments in their agriculture. And, and for us, then it shifts me to the collaboration is um, we, we need to and will continue to compete locally but we need to collaborate on common issues. And you're seeing a lot more, in my view, collaboration on those common issues, on um, on supply chain matters, uh, uh, transportation, uh, regulation. We need to continue to collaborate to knock down barriers to ensure that our products are competitive on a global scale. Seedmaster President Don Henry spoke about incre- increasing collaboration among farmers to improve farming practices. And I think there's opportunities for our farmers to do that as well from a collaboration standpoint, although, you know, difficult to do locally. You, you, you know, neighbours are competing for land. Jordan will be competing for land on a regular basis and difficult to do with, with, with local um, neighbours and so on. But I think there's an opportunity to expand that and, uh, you know, generally agriculture, people, people, farmers, great people, uh, let's get together. And I think there's a real opportunity to grow. You know, in Canada, we've Western Canada, we've done a great job of producing for so many years. And as I've traveled around the globe in the egg business, uh, you know, Saskatchewan manufacturers, Saskatchewan farmers, 
uh, Western Canadian farmers extremely well respected around the globe uh, when you get into Eastern Europe and, and so on. So I, I think there's an opportunity to do better, and I think collaboration is the key, uh, and would like to see that moving forward. But but I think there's tremendous opportunity in it. Jordan Cambites of Cambites Farms, a 55,000-acre farming operation south and east of Regina, also spoke about farm collaboration. He says agriculture faces a lot of misconceptions at both the local and provincial level. And uh, I certainly see the collaborative approach helping that from a grassroots level and and continue to show and, and help people understand that aren't part of the space that you know, why this is the backbone of the prairies and, and Saskatchewan specifically. Um, you know, we are in a, by nature, we're in a competitive industry, um, you know, with our neighbors, other producers, suppliers, etc. But um, it's really for the betterment of our space to be collaborative and, and um, you know, I think continue to work on more domestic processing, um, more value add locally here where we can continue to um, be less reliant on uh, some of the foreign markets and, and different issues that we face logistically being one of the, the landlocked uh, territories in the world. The president of Cypress View Land and Cattle Corporation, Dwayne Lingenfelter, operates at eight locations across the province and in Montana. He sees farming moving to a collaborative approach and says Saskatchewan faces some big challenges like climate and distance from market but he says there are some advantages as well. When I look around the world and we get an opportunity to travel in places like Poland and Russia, Colombia, Cuba, and look at the farming there and the advantages and disadvantages that Saskatchewan have uh, has, it becomes pretty obvious that while we're a long way from the market uh, and we don't have the most ide- ideal uh, climate, we have a supply uh, chain of um, goods and services that are unbelievable. Uh, when I think of the services provided on fertilizer, chemi- uh, chemicals, uh, agronomy, um, the uh, needs as, uh, from our John Deere dealer or Case, uh, everything is at our fingertips. When I go to places like Colombia or Poland and watch the farmers there, uh, it is very, very difficult to operate their farm compared to what we have in Saskatchewan and in Canada. And that's largely because of collaboration, working together and finding solutions to the big problems we have, whether it's transportation or farming uh, in general. So while I think it's both, I think uh, I would lean towards the idea that it's much more collaborative. Lingenfelter's main farm base is in southwest Saskatchewan in the Cypress Hills. Lingenfelter, Cambites, Henry, and Jaworski were all part of a President's Panel discussion earlier this month in a virtual event for Canada's Farm Show. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca After reaching historic lows at the beginning of the pandemic, interest rates have risen between 30 and 100 basis points, or 0.3 to 1%. Quinn Durant is with RBC Capital Markets. He says with increased vaccination rates in both Canada and the U.S., there is more optimism in the economy. With more optimism, 
that means greater chances of economic growth, which means that there's a greater probability of inflation, which means that rates need to move higher. So this yield curve and the movements that I've outlined are more of a leading indicator as to what the market expects. And given that we have a little bit more clarity behind that, we do believe that, that rates will continue to move higher from here. Durant says there's also a lot more money in the economy due to the various COVID-19 relief programs. To date, since the beginning of the pandemic, the Canadian government has rolled out stimulus to the tune of 20% of our GDP. That equates to approximately $350 billion that has been rolled out in such a short period of time. Now, most economists and market participants are of the belief that the more money there is that's circulating, um, the more money in the hands of consumers, the greater the spending power, and therefore, the greater the inflationary pressure. And as we know, with greater inflation means higher interest rates. So that is another one of the reasons why interest rates have moved so much higher. Durand outlines the future outlook. Now, RBC's economists at the time of this recording uh, are calling for two rate hikes over the course of 2022, mostly on the basis that the Bank of Canada has messaged to the market that they expect 2% or more inflation by the second half of next year. So we're calling for a 25 basis point rate hike in Q3 and another in Q4 of next year. So what does this mean for you? Well, this means that the bank's cost of borrowing is likely going to increase. You'll see prime rates start to climb. And as a result of that, your overall fixed borrowing costs are also going to increase. Durant notes that current interest rates are still attractive in the historical context. He made his comments in an Ag in Motion webinar. This segment has also been brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. It is now time for a beef market update with Ann Wasco of the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Ann, how are you? I am good today, Sean. Okay. Well, how good are the cattle markets? What's happening from a price perspective? Well, a little bit of everything, which just seems to be what a guy gets these days. Um, U.S. market up and Alberta market down. So in the U.S., uh, most of the trade is in the north. Uh, one to two higher, I think, is how it'll finish. 125 with a few up to 126. Not much traded in the south yet. A few at 122, but basically that would be steady to one higher as well. Uh, whereas here in Alberta, um, four lower on the dressed market, 273 delivered. So that'll bring our average down to closer to that 162 when I think when all the the dust settles. So, so with that move, Sean, what happens when you've got us up and local down is our basis narrows. It's still a plus eight, but two weeks ago it was 19. Yeah. Yeah. And historically speaking that, that, that nine, where is that relative to the the five-year average? 
Oh, normally we'd be, you know, sub par. So we'd be, you know, whether two, three, four under. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're, so we're still, still a strong basis. Don't get me wrong, but a big change in a short period of time. How do you, you know, a lot of times I ask you about the bearish and bullishness when it comes to, you know, the, the futures price and things like that. But when it comes to the basis, what, what's your read on that in the go forward then? Do we, do we slide lower or can we hold here at this plus nine? Well, I, I do think Canadian packers are going to want to do everything in their power to make sure supply stays here. So one of the best ways to send that message to your cattle feeder um, suppliers is in a strong basis environment. Now, does it have to be this strong? You know, I guess that's what we said earlier on is why is it this strong? But it, I think basis levels can stay stronger just because the supply in Western Canada and Canada for, as a whole, I guess, through the rest of 2021 is going to tighten up. The other They're going to want to keep them here. Yeah, yeah, and the other thing we've seen is the cutout coming down. Sure. So this uh, last night, 307 on the choice in the U.S., that's down 19 from a week ago. And the previous week, if you were listening uh, or watching uh, the reports from a week ago, it was down 12 uh, the week before that. So it's certainly come off of its highs a few weeks ago. That's normal. That's seasonal. But it's coming down from some pretty inflated levels. We're beginning of July next week. Uh, we're, we're probably even buying post Labor Day now for some of those big purchasers. Yes. Yeah. So this is, like I say, very seasonal. This is what's to be expected. And the other thing we're all going to be watching closely, I mean, demand has been phenomenal, but, you know, wholesale prices up. So are retail prices. Do we see some sticker shock start to set into the consumer sentiment later this year? Uh, I went grocery shopping last week. Uh, there's sticker shock. Like Already you, okay. You, no, you, 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 wow, and you yeah, know, I still bought that tenderloin, but it was just like, wow, we like we need to eat this slower and really enjoy it. Just don't gulp it. <laughs> it, it, it is. It, you you yeah. have to think so, especially um, you know, depending on where you are from an economic standpoint. As we've seen a bit of a diversion of people within Canada and the U.S. Exactly. Uh, you know, people people doing really well during this period, and some people not doing so well. Um, exactly. Uh, slaughter rates. That, that that no no other way to describe it, but wow. Yeah, we've talked about this all year, and this is exactly what needed to happen after 2020, is we needed to get cattle processed in both countries, but this is the Canadian data. You know, last week we had the, in Western Canada, the largest fed slaughter for the year, and the second largest uh, nationally. So good levels, uh, we continue to run at levels, and we're, we're current, our cur- and what, one of the ways that helps tell us if we're current or not is carcass weights. So last week's weight on steers nationally here in Canada down to 866 pounds. That's down 16 pounds from the previous week, and they're now 15 pounds off of last year. But of course, those were inflated weights, you know, in 2020, a year ago. A couple things I think worth noting too, grass conditions in, in Canada, well, in fact, the entire Western United States, mm-hmm. it, boy, it's a concern for the rancher. It is. And I think that's, you know, one of the reasons we're hearing talk and seeing signs of uh, some early movement, um, especially in parts of the U.S. of uh, grass cattle moving to market earlier. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.org. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. 
Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunny sky, wind southeast 20, the high 30 degrees, the low 15. Wednesday, sunny, wind southeast 20, the high 31. Tomorrow, the low 16. Thursday, sunny, the high 34, the low 19. Friday, sunny, the high 36 degrees, the low 20. Saturday, sunny, high 35, the low 18. Sunday, sunny, the high 30, the low 16. Monday, sunny, the high near 29. Normal high for this date, 25. The normal low is 11. The sun rose at 4.50 this morning. It sets at 9.14 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot, Maple Creek at 32 degrees. The cold spot up north, Collins Bay at 24. Esteban is 26. Saskatoon, 31. Swift Current, 30. Weyburn, 27. Yorkton is 28. Regina, partly cloudy and 27, that's 81 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south-southeast at 9. Humidity, 42%. The barometer falling, 102.0. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 28. Winds are from the east-northeast at 9. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 27, that's 81 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers, mcdougallauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. Now it's time to take a look at some weather. We have a heat dome descending across Saskatchewan after dozens of hot weather records went up in smoke on Monday across Alberta. Temperatures are expected to reach 30 today and could approach 36 on Friday across southern Saskatchewan. Some Alberta producers are concerned about the toll on crops. This record-breaking blast of heat that's seeing temperatures hotter than Las Vegas or Dubai is being caused by a huge dome of high pressure that's anchored itself over western Canada. Longtime Environment Canada senior climatologist David Phillips says it's very unusual. I've had calls from Europe and United States and never in my 50 years of history of with the weather service has anybody outside of Canada ever called me about a hot temperature. It's, you know, we're the land of the wind chill and uh, frostbite and polar vortex. I mean, to have uh, heat domes and, and record-breaking all-time temperatures that have stood for 84 years is is a bit of a, a, a rather a new wrinkle for Canadians and, and people are interested in around the world. Phillips describes the cause of the heat dome. That's a tough one. You know, it may very well be something from far away. I've heard people talk about 
floods in China or ice in the Arctic, but what has happened is the jet stream. That is that river of air that brings us the weather, and it, it has high-pressure area, low-pressure area. Highs can usually block everything, just sits there like a sumo wrestler and won't leave, and it, everything is diverted around it. it. It's like a weather-free zone. You don't have any weather in a, in a high-pressure area. And uh, so I think it's certainly the setup of the, of the jet stream, the way it is configured and has just set up and stayed put. And, and that really is. But it is a lid. It is like a dome over an area that stretches from the Arctic Circle down to the uh, Death Valley. And under that dome is the air sinks and squeezes, Dean. I mean, it's sort of like it's compressed. And, and the physics are pretty straightforward. When you push air together, squeeze it together, it creates heat. I mean, all those air molecules are jiggling and jaggling and bumping into each other, creating heat, and that heat doesn't go anywhere. It stays under that lid or that cap. And at the same time, we're not seeing the evaporation that normally would occur because of very dry conditions over parts of Alberta and certainly in British Columbia. And so some of that sun's energy, which goes to evaporate and cool, well, there's nothing to evaporate, so it just goes to warm the air. And so it's, it's trapped, and that's why we're seeing an early heat wave, uh, a month earlier than you normally would see it, um, and excruciating, historically unprecedented record levels. And, uh, and for so long, and this is this thing about this dome, you can get heat waves several ways. I mean, we're getting one here in the east where just warm American air coming northward and humid lasts two or three days, and then it's gone, replaced by some comforting Canadian air. That's David Phillips with Environment Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And SMHI, landowners, SMHI provides continuous coverage at cost. Contact your RM office today. Municipal Hale, Farmers Insuring Farmers. A dairy producer couple from Belgoni has been named Saskatchewan's Outstanding Young Farmers for 2021. Michael and Jessica Lovich own and operate Love Home Holsteins, a 70-cow dairy that focuses on animal longevity, cow health, and production. The Loviches are originally from Alberta, but are now proud to call Saskatchewan home. Here's Jessica. We were farming previously in Alberta on a dairy farm with Michael's parents. Both of us grew up on dairy farms, so it's kind of a natural fit. We tried to stay in that business, but uh, things with family just didn't work out quite the way we had hoped and were planning for. So in the end, we did branch out on our own. Saskatchewan just worked for us, mostly from an economic standpoint. But to tell you the truth, it is now home and we were absolutely blessed in our move. It's been phenomenal and fantastic for not only our farm, but our family as well. Michael discusses the search for a farm. We looked at some in Alberta, but um, it wasn't going to work out. This is the only one in Saskatchewan we looked at, and it was uh, it just seemed to fit us. And, yeah, we had to make the move, so we made it fairly quickly, and it was the only one we looked at here. He discusses the 70-cow dairy operation. Yes, it's on the small side. Uh, dairies in Saskatchewan, probably average herd size would be 250, I think, now. Lovage says the focus is on genetics with a smaller herd. Confirmation, longevity, and production. 
Jessica says the concentration is on milk production and raising replacement heifers. A little bit of both. Obviously, the milk check is what pays every dairy farmer's bills um, for the most part. So we definitely um, focus on the production side of things, you know, to make sure the cows are producing effectively and efficiently and, and what have you with that. But also with the genetics, you know, our goal is to raise replacements for other farms hoping that we have a little bit better genetics here and there for other farms that might be interested or different genetics. So we definitely do try to sell to other farms so they can have replacements. And then on the side, we also do like beautiful cows. And so we try to get to some dairy shows and sell our genetics through there. There's a lot of kind of cattle that move in that industry back and forth among the purebred breeders. She says the cattle sell across the country and overseas. They sell kind of all over western Canada, all over Canada, occasionally down to the States, and we have moved some genetics kind of to Australia and the UK as well. Michael says they usually grow their own feed. Yes, we grow all of our own feed, forages and crops. So we usually, if we do, we just buy little bits here and there if we need. The dairy farm at Belgoni hosts tours. Yes, we love to host tours, especially we get a lot of school tours being so close to Regina. So we're always willing to work with either SAS Milk or Egg in the Classroom or just individual groups to come in and host a tour here to learn more about where their food comes from, about the dairy industry, and about agriculture in general because it's so important that the public and the consumers know the good stories that are out there. It's one of our passions, for sure. The couple is pleased to be this year's Outstanding Young Farmers in Saskatchewan. Oh, we're pretty honoured to win it. Yeah, definitely an honour. Definitely actually makes you feel quite humble to see, you know, who has gone before you as award winners. We've gotten to know the OYF family a little bit in the last couple of years, actually. And so to be named among that group of people is pretty exciting and and very thankful for the opportunity and especially thankful for the networking opportunities that the program presents. It's really a tremendous program. Michael and Jessica Lovich of Belgoni were named Saskatchewan's Outstanding Young Farmers for 2021. They will represent the province at the national event that will be held virtually on December 2nd and 3rd. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Canola gained $25 a ton at seven sixty seven zero seven. Number one red spring wheat fell three sixty nine at three forty two eighty seven. The rest were unchanged. Durham three seventeen eighty three. Feed barley two fifty four sixty five. Flax six seventy seven ninety four. Lentils seven thirty seven fifty. Oats two hundred six dollars fifty three cents. Yellow peas three twenty eight fifty seven. Feed wheat two thirty eight eighty four. 
On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, September spring wheat fell 14 and three quarter cents at 8.19 and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of June 29th. Our last regular sale was on the 23rd. Still lots of cows and bulls coming to market, and the market has been holding steady. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.95 cents to $1.05, with the odd sale up to $1.08 on the bigger high-yielding cows. D3 cows sold from $0.80 cents to $0.95. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.40 cents to $0.50. Cents. Heferettes sold from $1.15 to $1.40. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.15 to $1.30. There weren't enough steers or heifers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And now, the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,800 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 238 to 253 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,900 head, selling in a range of 239 to 254 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 46 to 53 cents per pound live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is down 27 basis points, with a daily exchange rate at 1.2335. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 80.73 cents US. Daily US cash prices are mixed, but the trend remains lower so far this week. Looking forward, demand uncertainty after the July 4th long weekend has started to surface. The net value of the cutout has indeed softened in recent weeks, and as a proxy for demand, market participants will be watching very closely to see if cutout levels start to find some support, or otherwise start to reflect a new post-pandemic level of demand. Incidentally, the daily value of the carcasses in the latest report is higher than the previous week-ago average. The support for lean hog futures yesterday could have been influenced by two offshore news items servicing that one, live hog futures on the Delhi and Commodity Exchange in China recovered 5% off the lows, and two, Chinese officials will start buying pork to shore up state reserves in an effort to support pricing. Lean hog futures continue the upward tack that developed late last week, but the market still has a way to go to recapture the highs seen on June 9th. And the latest quotes for the SIG4, the Brandon plant and Moose Jaw plant, both the same, $239.81 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. A man from Star City, 300 kilometers north of Regina, has been fined $15,000 after pleading guilty to several wildlife offenses. In early January, conservation officers in Melfort found 10 dead white-tailed deer on the laneway of a rural property west of Star City. The owner of the property admitted to shooting the deer as they were causing damage to trees and shrubs on an adjacent property. The deer had been shot at night as they came to feed. Three days later, officers responded to a second call and found two more dead white-tailed deer. 67-year-old Ivan Bucher was fined $15,000 in relation to illegal hunting, waste of edible game, hunting within 500 meters of occupied buildings, hunting big game with a rimfire rifle, and night hunting. There's also a three-year hunting suspension. 
Officials point out the individual did not contact the Ministry of Environment to report damage to his property. Residents concerned about wildlife property damage are encouraged to visit the Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation's website to learn about prevention techniques and compensation programs. On the markets, the TSX is up 53 points at 20,198. The Dow has gained 49 points at 34,333. Oil is down 4 cents at 72.87 a barrel. The Canadian dollar has fallen 34 one-hundredths of a cent at 80.68 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.